Welcome to Preston Super Show, talking about WWE SmackDown results, reactions, and match grades, as well as AEW Rampage, which came on right after SmackDown ended, and it ended up being a really good Friday night. But let me start out by saying SmackDown, everybody wants to talk. Like, everybody's trying to show off their mic skills. I don't know if this is what they do at the beginning of the year to see, you know, who's, you know, kind of, maybe they look at all that and say, hey, this person's doing really good, or that person's catching on, or maybe this person needs a little bit more work. But it feels like everybody had something to say. And it was like, okay, I understand. I'm not going to knock them on that. You know what I mean? Because it's the beginning of their the year, their big show. They've had to wait a little while before they've actually got to get back out there on SmackDown in front of all these fans. But I wasn't impressed with that crowd. Did anybody else kind of see that crowd like like uh, just not enthused as they should have been? Like it felt like the matches weren't bad at all. The matches were pretty good. The work was good. I just feel like the fans were a little bit sleepwalking, which was weird. Like, what were they expecting? I think they were like, oh, we got The Rock on, you know, Monday Night Raw, so we should definitely get something big on SmackDown like that. But it's a different show. It's a different brand. And it's it's almost a, a completely different audience, it felt like. And it, not in a good way. They didn't, like, those fans need to buck up a little bit. You paid all that money to go see it, and you're not going to get excited for... You know, Tyler Bray and Butch putting on a great show for you. I didn't understand that. I didn't. That didn't sit right with me. Get up out of your feet, you. You know what are you doing? The LWO brawled with Angel and Humberto to kick off the show. Like I said, everybody had something to say, so that sets off a brawl, puts a brawl right in motion for us. That was a little something. Then Logan Paul, he comes down to the table. He's got the United States belt. He's ready, you know, to see who the challenger is going to be in this U.S. title tournament. And it kind of, it kind of, how do I put it? I like the match. Don't get me wrong. I thought the match was great between Kevin Owens and Santos Escobar. But it feels like the WWE wants Santos Escobar to be like Eddie Guerrero. It feels like they want him to be that type of character. And I don't know if he is that type of character, to be honest with you. I don't know if if that is in his DNA. I don't think it's in anybody's DNA. I think it's kind of like a weird thing to be seeing Santos Escobar. Here they put him on like a really good trajectory. But then Creative had this thing with Kevin Owens where like they don't want to sink Kevin Owens' battleship. Like, they're so worried about making Kevin Owens look bad. And when you're talking about who was in better shape, I'm pretty sure it's easy to see that Santos Escobar was in better conditioning and better shape. Now, Kevin Owens, again, great match, put on good work. But you're talking about the U.S. title tournament. And you got Santos Escobar and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens not even American, Canadian. Then you got Logan Paul. So you got a bunch of guys right now working towards that U.S. title that you're kind of like, huh, this is interesting. It's not like the U- the John Cena U.S. championship, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like completely changed. And you get Santos Escobar 
that in my mind gave Kevin Owens a run for his money. So I give that match an A minus. I thought it was a good match. I think I think Kevin Owens had to really pick up his pace to keep up with Santos Escobar there. Kevin Owens knocks out Logan Paul after the match. And then, you know, we get a returning AOP and carry on cross team up to take out Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And I feel like this was something that the SmackDown Universe deserved. But remember, this wasn't a match. This was just them coming down there, interrupting all the talking that was going on. And I think all that talking kind of was like messing with the fans too much. They're kind of like, we want some action. We want to see action. And all you guys are doing is talking. Every group is trying to come out here and talk to us or go up on the big screen and talk to us. Commentators are talking to us. It's like, this is professional wrestling. If you guys want to run a podcast, just go do that. If you just want to do the WWE talk show and all that, that's fine. It's a good show and all that. But I'm saying, like, they need to understand that, like, that type of show is not going to keep you on Fox and it's not going to keep you on a big network so they need to kind of correct some things over there now I look at AOP and Carry On Cross they come and make themselves known make their presence felt they take out Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits after this little segment but I feel like this is they needed that Like, we needed to see that to keep everything exciting. Then EO Sky is up against Meechin. And remember, EO Sky has the WWE women's title. And I really like EO Sky. I like her skill set in the ring. I think she's a great performer. And I think she did a really great job here against Meechin. Meechin is going to be kind of like a hot you know talent eye candy for the fans because she's gorgeous but I think it's more like when you start seeing her work in the ring you're like oh I see why she's on the big stage it's not just because of her looks it's because she's actually very talented and sometimes people are just good matchups for each other they have the right amount of pace to meet each other's you know kind of needs in the fight and, and in the match. So Eel Sky defeats Meechin, retains her WWE women's title. Great heat in the match. I give that a B plus. I can't knock it. There's not much to really critique about the match there. Tyler Bate and Butch up against Pretty Deadly. And I feel like Tyler Bate and Butch Put on a great show. The fans didn't get into it until the very end of it. Basically when the match is over. I feel like Pretty Deadly. Didn't sell that well. I don't feel like they were that enthused. Of like. Here's Tyler Bates showing up. Out of the blue. And Butch is you know kind of back in action. And now we're going to lose. And we're like supposed to be this big tag team. That came from NXT. And here we are getting snobbed by. Two guys that just you know hooked up you know, for a match against us. Even though they've worked before on the amateur circuits and and all of that and in other businesses, but it's not the point. The point is it's the way it's been written and drawn up. 
The script is Pretty Deadly is a tag team that came from WWE NXT to rival other tag teams and to become a great tag team. And instead, they're faced down in the dirt as Tyler Bay and Butch, who we know that is not going to stay together long. I mean, I, I doubt it. They just mopped the floor with Pretty Deadly, made them look like they don't even wrestle. So I give that match a B because I'm not going to knock. I'm not going to tear the whole match down because of what Pretty Deadly didn't do. It's what Tyler Bate and Butch did do that I liked about the match. Roman Reigns made sure Randy Orton versus LA Knight versus AJ Styles triple threat match ended in controversy. So this is what Roman Reigns is supposed to do. This is what I want to see Roman Reigns doing. All of this other stuff that they got going on is great for the fans. It keeps people interested. It keeps people buying merchandise, tuning in. They're doing what they know works. But let me tell you what I know works. Good old-fashioned controversy. And that's exactly what you got here. Roman Reigns coming down, making sure that nobody wins unless he says so. That is what a tribal chief is about. That's what the bloodline's supposed to be about. They call the shots. It's their program. It's their brand. You know what I mean? And that's the way they're supposed to be approaching this. So to see them doubling down was actually good. That's a good sign that Roman Reigns is committed on that type of level moving into the new year. I appreciate that because... What happened was what should happen. It can't just be all good for the bad guy, right? Like they can't just do bad stuff and then everything works out for them. It kind of has to be a boomerang of sorts and swing back at them. What they put out comes back. And that's what happened because Nick Aldis tells Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns is going to be defending his title. Not only against Randy Orton, not only against LA Knight, but also against AJ Styles in a fatal four-way match at the Royal Rumble? You gotta be kidding me. Roman Reigns' days as champion are numbered. Now, if he makes it out of that, somehow, some way, at that point, can you really even take the belt away from him until WrestleMania? And even then, does it even make sense? So, he's gonna go up against three giants here but he's a giant himself and that will be a terrific match for the Royal Rumble but overall Smackdown did not provide many matches for us and even the matches they did provide felt like we you know didn't get everything we deserved but I do appreciate the work that was put in and, you know, everybody that was involved. I do thank them for the for the good show. It was a good show. But I give it three out of five stars. It's only getting three stars for me this week on SmackDown. Little bit of, you know, a few kinks they need to work out there. But other than that, I like the show. Give it a grade of a B-. minus. But it gets three out of five stars. I think that's fair to say for this episode of SmackDown from January 5th, 2024. When I return, I'll be talking about AEW Rampage and the power hour that was.
AEW Rampage in the Power Hour as we finish off Preston Super Show today on a beautiful Saturday. Mark Briscoe and the Hardys defeat the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian by pinfall. And what I liked about that match was it's kind of probably the final time we're going to see the Hardys together in AEW for a long time. Maybe ever. I mean, we'll see, but it looks like they're splitting it up. Time to go their separate ways. They both kind of got to, you know, show up here. Every business they go to and get to do the Hardy Boy thing. So it's like, it's not new. It's like, it's it, maybe it's new for the AEW crowd, but it's not new in pro wrestling. Everywhere they've gone, they've done the Hardy act before. Like, everywhere. Um, So you get Mark Briscoe and the Hardys. They give you a really good match because the Butcher and the Blade are really a good tag team. They work really well together. And then Kip Sabian is kind of like the third one. They had to give somebody, get somebody else in there. But usually the Butcher and the Blade by themselves pretty much beat on some of the more, you know, amateur guys in the business. A lot of the jobbers. Then you get, uh, and I give that match, you know, let's give that match a an, an A-. minus. Because that might be the last time. I mean, they've let's be real. The Hardys have, like, it's not been that exciting. It's not the old Hardy boys. This is the new Hardys. And it's like a, a very, very watered-down version of, of what their competition used to be. Renee Paquette asked Sammy Guevara about his singles match against Ricky Starks. Um, Chris Jericho promises to make Uncle Joe cry if Big Bill gets involved. Uh, Renee Paquette, she talks to Anna Jay ahead of her match against Hikaru Shida and Harley Cameron stops by. He wants to help everyone, including Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ang, and Jake Hager. But he seems to kind of say something to upset, you know, Cool Hand Ang. Stokely Hathaway is doing the intros for this next match. She praises Chris Statlander, disses Willow Nightingale. So, I mean, you know how this is going to go. So, Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale actually beat Kennedy Hardcastle and Notorious Mimi. But let's be real. You have two kind of talents in Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. And then you have kind of like two people you brought in for this match Kennedy Hardcastle and Notorious Mimi so I'll give that match a B minus I didn't like see anything crazy about that match but I like Willow Nightingale a lot and I think Willow Nightingale is the better worker out of all those women uh, out of those four there but I don't like I don't think it was a terrible match Private Party walks in on the Hardys convo with Renee Paquette they show some respect. I think it's hard for everybody to kind of see that the way it's going. Like, you know, we know this is only going to go on so long with the Hardys. Hikura, Sheeta, she beats Anna J by pinfall. I wasn't surprised. I, I mean, were you surprised about that? I didn't think Anna J had a shot in the dark. So I give that match a C plus because there's just nothing exciting. It was just like, quick, let's go. Hurry up, we'll get to the main event. Sanjay Dutt. Gives a pep talk to Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, they really need a, a pep talk. And um, 
Dutton, Karen end up having to play Peacemaker. There you go. There's your skit. Christian Cage, you know, they roll a little highlight video of him. It's terrible. It's awful. Why'd they, why'd they even do that to him? Then you got Wheeler Yuta up against Commander. And, you know, I like that match. That was my favorite match of the night, main event. It's for the, you know, ROH Pure Championship. And here's the thing. AEW Rampage. Their main event isn't even their belt. It's Ring of Honor. Now I know OAW owns uh, Ring of Honor, Tony Khan, the Khan family, all these people all say that. No, no, no. You're missing the the optics are clear. That belt says ROH. The show is AEW. The brand is AEW. <laughs> Your main event is a belt from a different brand. So Wheeler Yuta beats Commander by pinfall. I would give it an A+, but the optics aren't, cle- aren't clear enough. I'm going to give it an A+. It's going to get a flat A for me because Wheeler Yuta is putting in the work for this company right now. A lot like Ricky Starks and some other guys that I really do notice. Putting in the work, not getting the recognition. I notice that stuff. Wheeler Yuta, I've noticed. He's come on strong these last few weeks. Very strong. And I like Commander. Commander's a good wrestler. He's, he's a pretty good talent. Under Underutilized in this company. But he got a good main event. You know, I didn't expect him to win because Wheeler Yuta's a bigger name and got a little more star power, a little more pull in that company. But I don't know if that plays much into it other than it's just better for the business right now, right? That's what they tell the guys. It's better for the brand. Makes everybody better. So Wheeler Yuta wins. We'll give it a flat A. Let's grade that out together for AEW Rampage. It's only an hour. Um, Let's grade that out at a uh, B-. That's a B minus as well. We got a B minus night going on. So other than that, when I give it like a grade, to be honest with you, I have to probably grade that as three out of five stars. That's going to get the same grade as SmackDown. And I know it's only an hour, but I mean, you have an hour. You think it's, it's, easier it's actually harder to do all that in the hour so i feel like they did a great job for the hour so but i'm gonna i'm gonna rest on three out of five stars because again matches are a little bit underwhelming the promos the clips the highlights all that stuff garbage um i i i just you know a little bit more Everybody needs to put in a little bit more work. That's all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Preston Super Show. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Let's enjoy some football.